I'm at the home of Shirley Giddy, to some known as Giggs, in West Van, and we're part two, interrupted by a beautiful black cat. What's your cat's name? <laughs> Granville. Gran. Yes. We call him Granville many times. Granville. <laughs> He's uh, lovely. Anyway, yeah. we're going back to, now we're in Cambodia. Now we're in Cambodia. And so the digitization project, which was at the Hun Sen Library of the Royal University of Phnom Penh which is the, the main big government university and a, reputedly the most prestigious in the country. There are at least 20 or 30 other universities in the country, but they're all private. Um, so there was a, a group of people involved in education development who wanted to uh, put together a collection of materials, research materials, on the history of the development of education services in Cambodia, the mouthful, Ooh, yeah. since the peace accords in the early 90s. So this is not a teacher's resource center, it's a research collection for education policy, um, programming, curricula, funding, budgeting, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, they wanted the collection then digitized and put on the internet on a database. In doing a project like this, a six-monther compared to your two years and four years prior, what does it feel like? I mean, does it must feel... In the others, you spent so much time, you got to know the community, you were involved in with the people, the other QSO star, uh, 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 volunteers or corporates mm -hmm. in the field. This time it's a short one. Mm. What does it feel like to be on a short-term assignment? Well, in some ways, the positive bits is that you you know what the, the, what the end is. goal is going to be, okay. what you're aiming for, and it's so it's it's not just you're not just teaching or you're not, you know, but also you have to jump in really fast and hard at the deep end. I mean, I was at work within two and a half days of being there. Um, I'd work full time, and so it's quite bewildering. I mean, <laughs> you know, I still didn't have a place to live. I don't you know, but and uh, my language lesson was all of three hours, and and you know that sort of thing. And uh, it was, uh, it was hot, <laughs> um, and just trying to figure out what was going on. And when you've got such a limited time, you really do um, push yourself a bit more to, to figure it out as fast as you can and hopefully you're not making you're not losing big chunks of information or misinterpreting things too much you you're in a unique position having served with us in Africa and then PNG in the Pacific Islands is that what we would call PNG Melanesia Melanesia mm -hmm. thank you and uh, then and then in Southeast Asia you've seen development in through decades mm-hmm through different cultural art, uh, point of view. What's your thought on development now, at this time in your life? And be honest, I think that we uh, we need to hear that sometimes from our returned volunteers. How do they feel inside about what they're doing? I've been asked this many times. They all gigs, you know, must know what development is. And I also facilitate a course at uh, UBC in the Certificate of International Cooperation. Uh, Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Yes. Is it Certificate of International Cooperation? Cooperation? Yeah, yes. Yeah. 
and I facilitate the Introduction to Development section. It's now called Dimensions on Development. Okay. So one of the first assignments is what is the definition of development. I have to, I think, say to you that I have more questions now than I've ever had. Okay. Things, have, things change drastically in terms of material things. Um, there are uh, technological advancements that are even easier to deal with in a develop in some developing countries, if, especially if you're in the capital. I mean, my cell phone and my internet connections and everything else were virtually easier than they are to get here. <laughs> um, but the trickling down effect of services and especially social services and things like that, um, I think. Is, is where there's a there's a big question, it and and how do, how what role does a country's economy play in that, and what is the this type of economy that they have, and what is the attitude to to the the resources that the government has or doesn't have, and what are those does the, is the government relying on outside aid or is it looking towards developing its own economy, um, and also, having lived in Southern Africa and lived in Botswana, where the, the, there is money in the government, and then going to a place like Cambodia, where the government openly declares there is no money in government, but there is money in Cambodia. There's a lot of money in Cambodia. Mm -hmm. so, but it's not in government because there's no income tax system. Right. And, they, and for obvious reasons, they don't want to put one in because those that have money don't want to be taxed. So there's all sorts of questions around the use of aid and, and how appropriate it is, how, who, should be, who should be weaning who off. I mean, do we in the West, should we be weaning ourselves off this whole idea of aid? Because what are we doing? Because we've been doing it for how long now? Mm. Um, and, it's, and, then, and then I even found myself having some what I would have considered 10 years ago rather horrid thoughts. I mean, saying, this is my tax money that's going. Um, hang on, just a minute here, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I don't, want, I don't like thinking like that, <laughs> but, you know. But it, 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 in a place where the corruption is, is very rampant, mm -hmm. like in Cambodia, mm -hmm. um, you can't help but ask yourself that, right? And, but it's not just my tax money, it's, it's, it's the West, and what are we doing? What, is this the best use of, of tax money if we're going to be getting, the, the education system, the health system, and all the other social services are basically, it's, it's aid money that runs those, right? And, and the NGOs and the charities are the ones who then implement the services, you know? And um, is that is that what we see as development? How does that go on the Millennium Development Goals? Um, how does it, what are the benchmarks there? How do we how do we put that um, the aid money? How effective is it in terms of answering those? Lots of questions. Lots of questions. So when I when I when I asked that question, the answer I was hearing was about development from the north to the south. But a lot of return volunteers talk to me about personal development from the south to the north. In other words, when they went there, there was something that changed about them. Hmm. What was that about you? Oh, what going, to you? going to Sierra Leone changed my life. Okay. Yes, it completely turned me from, from being a, you know, a 
a librarian who worked in libraries in British Columbia to someone who did hardly worked on the floor in a library. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was I was into library development and information dissemination and things like that. Um, How about emotionally? What's it like for a North American to serve in all those parts of the world? Do you become? Do you pick pieces of their world and? Do they become a part of you? Oh, very much so. Very yeah? much so. Oh, yeah, I think your your whole um, thought process is about spirituality, about um, your role in society, um, your... Uh, do you feel like a global citizen? Do you not? Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely... All, all those things become more, well, you're more questioning about what's happening to you and your emotions and your thought processes. Mm -hmm. And even though you may not be very politically involved, like with a particular party or something, you, are, you have um, questions that you ask that maybe lots of other people don't. Mm. Hmm? You, met, you made a lot of friends in the field in the organization of CUSO, um, and and also, did you make friends in country that you still connect with today? I'm trying to think. I was actually thinking about that, and um, I think, sadly for me, those friendships that I made in country with with local people didn't last as long. Yeah. Um, I have stayed in touch. There are some CUSOs I'm still in touch with from the 1970s, but mm -hmm. and that's I think that's kind of sad that that um, it, it eventually you know you separate. I think that I often thought when even in Sierra Leone way back when you know okay here I am I'm gigs here for two years but then I go and then some other young North yeah. American comes or Brit comes yeah. and, then, and then you know so they watch. People, local people watch this sort of cir circular movement of all these young people coming through and having an experience and going and leaving again. And, and, and so friendships are seem far more transient. Yeah, transient. Mm -hmm. and, uh, deep though they are when you're in the field, mm -hmm. then, they, then you go on with your lives and, and mm -hmm. they go on with theirs. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they must go on with theirs because there's yes. just a lot to do for them That's and it. for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, on you know, on behalf of QSO VSO, you have been like you have served in three places for us. I want to thank you. Oh, thank you welcome. very, very much. And I know this time you went as a QSO VSO person. When I think back, as uh, as I've heard from other QSO RVs, those like you that have served a long time ago, the world has changed, and I. You know, this new alliance we have, sometimes fragile, sometimes good. Um, it's it For a Canadian, sometimes it's a struggle because you still are that Canadian identity. And yet you're collaborating with people from around the world. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that if we had an opportunity, do you think there is a place for Canadians in this world to continue as Canadians to work in development? Or do we... Or do we become part of an internet? Are we? Is the world just a smaller place? Hard question. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, <laughs> but, I, you, well, but you're academic and you know this kind of stuff. When in Cambodia, the VSO office, um, the volunteers in the country were, we had some from India, we had some from Kenya, many from the Philippines. The I mean, Philippines is very close, actually, to mm. Cambodia, physically. And, of course, the majority were British. And uh, very few of us were Canadian. Very few. Okay. And, in fact, at one point, I was the only Canadian in the VSO family there. Um, and I think that that, the, that whole process is also a very big learning um, process for within the country among the RVs and the and watching whether people grouped with their own countrymen or not yes and did they feel included in the in the VSO community did they not did it depend on just personalities or did it depend on a cultural approach mm -hmm. to things it, it was it was quite interesting yeah it's 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 evolving and and uh, sometimes I say to people it's kind of like being on the uh, board the start ship enterprise you know it's like okay everybody in the world can participate in international development it doesn't have to be just one country for, or one nation north to the south i look forward to the day that we have more volunteers from the south we just had one this year here in canada from the philippines mm -hmm. to support our work in social justice on on the uh, poverty thing I, but i hope that we'll have more volunteers oh. from the south to the north. Well, yes, because I, I mean, it the, the the skills exist in the in the southern countries, and also different views of the world, and 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 perhaps ones that we should be taking far more seriously. And so, that that share of skill and knowledge should come here, right? Um, it's been too much of us going and doing the little brain dumps and whatever we do. Yeah, whatever um, we do. The, 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 the sharing, I mean, this is this was was when I worked with Skillshare Africa, which is now Skillshare International. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that the essence of when we moved to becoming just Skillshare, the essence of that new name change, Skillshare. Mm -hmm. But we weren't doing, even then, south to north. And I don't know if they are now, either. But um, one has to has to go right back and say, okay, what is it that we're actually trying to achieve? What is, back to what is development? And I'll, I didn't answer your question because I have, I don't know what development is anymore. Yes. Um, and I, I will learn to spell it one day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Me too. <laughs> I, you know, development is on so many different levels and is it, is it, um, uh, to me, though, I think that the really underlying things are freedoms, freedoms, especially freedom from fear. Hmm. That's a wonderful way to and think of this. Freedom from violence and war. And it was Nereri, I think, who said, um, development is peace. Well, Nereri, mm -hmm. I like that there. one. <laughs> um, and so, 
as long as you, you you know your basic needs are being met but the, to me you cannot meet those needs properly if you live in fear and so it's wherever that fear is comes from um, has to be addressed and, and and then you know other things will fall in its place and your dear friend who lives just nearby Juanita Tupper mm -hmm. uh, said to me that she felt that what we offered as volunteers was to help people with choices in their lives. She boiled it down to choices. To to have a choice of how you're going to live your life, whether I can learn this or learn that. To have any choice at all, mm. that sense of freedom in choice. I thought that was also a really mm -hmm. good description mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from her. Mm -hmm. And I know that she's going to love listening to your podcast. <laughs> She hears it all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so to to all of your friends, gigs who knew who know you, uh, we're celebrating our fiftieth in Vancouver. Please come and join us. I will. And uh, I hope all your friends do too. And we'll have a really fun time. Oh, it'd be really nice to see a lot of people. Yeah. Because you have all contributed. Now I did a rough calculation that was saying that you all contributed one year of your lives. So I didn't go to the max, but I got, with one year and the number of volunteers we had, I got to 35 million hours of service, one hour for every Canadian. So I think it's more like 70 million with people like you around. <laughs> <laughs> May you eternally prepare to give people a part of you, and thank you so much for oh, all your welcome. work. I'm the one who's benefited. <laughs> no, I think we have. <laughs> Thanks, have a great day.